0: Stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Pottawatomie casino hotel luxury stay elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee.
1: We've talked about how this is a chess match, right? And you do the thing, and then you don't think that they know you're going to do the thing, but you assume because they watch film that they do know you're going to do the thing, so you do something else. But then you think that they know, that you know, that they know. So you know what I mean? It's like the whole like chess match. Trying to just try to guess what the other team is doing based on the personnel, based on their past history, based on the coordinators, et cetera. Et cetera and you try to guess. Saints obviously guessed successfully what they did worked against the Packers to the tune of a 38-3 loss on Sunday. So is the blueprint out there? Can other teams duplicate what the Saints did defensively in order to slow down the Packers' offense, Chu?
2: Uh,
0: uh, mm, Offensively, maybe a little bit. But my concern is the D, and I'm going to harp on it. Because sometimes your personnel just doesn't fit the scheme you want to run. I mean, this has been a bump and run blitz team over the last three years, right? Or two
2: years. I mean, I would even go before that because so now Patton was yeah. pet wasn't that far off of what Capers did, and Capers obviously was a blitz guy.
0: So now you're abandoning that and going to more of a shell defense and rushing with your front four or front five, which is different. I mean, these corners, maybe not King so much, but Jair is an in-your-face, bump-and-run, man-to-man type player, right? And now you're taking that I think they wish. Away wished,
2: from him? I think they wish Kevin King was like that because he's bigger and yeah.
0: more physical than. It's it's almost like going. When a team goes from a 4 3, which was big in my day, predominantly 4 3, I think there were two or three 4s. Th- uh, ha- it, it takes a while to get that personnel there. Mm-hmm. But the problem with getting the personnel there, we don't have time. No, this we, is. We it. have no time, right? Which. Still confuses me and boggles my mind, and and I'm not. I'm going to give him time, Joe Barry Carroll. I'll give him time, and certainly I am. Are you though?
1: We will know when Chewy is on his bandwagon when he stops calling him Joe Barry Carroll and just starts calling him
0: Joe Barry. But but let me ask you guys: Is a win against Detroit going to make you feel all warm and
2: fuzzy? No, no. No.
0: It's got to be San Francisco Francisco and Pittsburgh. Yeah,
2: Am I am I not going to celebrate? I am going to celebrate the bleep out of that win. You, I mean, I am going to be annoying if they win on Monday. Victory Monday is going to be awesome because we're
0: not going to be. It'd on any be sleep. a victory Tuesday though.
2: It's still going to be victory Monday <laughs> to me. If Doesn't you don't go to have sleep, the same. If you ring. don't go to sleep, yes. is it still two Is it Monday or is it Tuesday? Uh, there's, um, I don't think there's necessarily a blueprint because like this is this is the blueprint of how you beat every good quarterback. Yeah, right? no. like if you can play two high safeties and rush four and get pressure with those four. It's going to be really hard to be successful. It's what the the uh, New York Giants did against the Patriots the two times they beat them in the Super Bowl. If you can rush with four and get pressure and you don't have to come out of that because you're stopping the run and you can still play too high, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how you beat any team. But the, the problem is you can't beat many teams like that.
1: 800 3776 Is there a blueprint out there to beat the Green Bay Packers this season? Let's get to Joaquin in Milwaukee. Joaquim, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good morning.
0: Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. I, I just wanted to say I agree with Gabe. You know, if you're going to tell me that a a, a team is going to rush the ball nine times, not have any success, the quarterback is going to, you know, play as bad as Aaron Rodgers did, then that's the blueprint to beat pretty much any team in the NFL if, you know, if, that's the way it's going to go. No, I agree. I mean, the lack of a running game, it certainly took away. And, he, and I think Lafleur got scared on the boot. You know, the boot where there was yeah. really no one open. Aaron, you know, he pr- looking back, he should have threw it away, but he took a 10- or 12-yard sack, sack, and then Lafleur never really went back to it. And that is a huge part of their game because it's very effective and it gets Aaron out of the pocket, which is one of the things he does very, very well. So I think Lafleur kind of choked, right? I mean, you say down 17 to nothing, but this team down 17 to nothing with a whole half to play, the game's not over.
2: No. And right? I mean, the game was over when Aaron threw that first pick, I feel. And then- ah, I didn't think
0: it was over until um, the bad call.
1: The Zedarius call.
0: The Zedarius call. I
2: guess at that point it was still seventeen three. Seventeen three. Then it goes twenty
0: four, and then it's pretty much yeah. over. Well, but-,
1: but also that to that point about that score, guys, you get yourself in that position, and all of a sudden, what do you have to do? You got to start throwing the ball, right? Like you're yeah. down seventeen to three. Right, you got to make up some ground really quickly. The way you do that is obviously to throw the ball. You've got one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game under center. You think that that should be easy to do. I mean, I, right? I mean, that's the mindset you're going I, I agree. with. Did anybody at 17-3 to 3 go, well, this thing is over? It's over. No, you go, we got Aaron Rodgers under center. It's going to take a little bit of time, but they're going to get right back in this thing. And but, I'm sure Rodgers thought the same thing.
0: But I think where we want to beat up on the offensive line, I think Tanyan sucked. I think Lazard sucked. And I think MVS sucked. You had Mana. Devonte was double, right? Yep. What they were doing is playing two high cover seven. We call it man underneath. Come on, you're the number one offense, and you can't beat a guy one on one and create separation. Why do they call it cover seven? I don't know. We used to call it cover two, cover nine. I think just to mess with us. <laughs> nine minus two is seven. That's a good point. Oh my
1: goodness! Speaking of play calls, which kind of is and you're talking about coverages. But did you guys watch it all the Manning thing last night? The Manning brothers on Monday Night Football, they start rattling off those plays. Peyton put the helmet on, and then his brother cracked on him because the helmet was too small because Peyton's got a huge head. We'll talk about that as the show goes on as well. But before we get to that, you're talking about the guys that sucked. I'll tell you who Stephen A. Smith thinks sucked. Matt LaFleur. Let's hear from him. But as bad as Aaron
0: Rodgers looked, and it was atrocious, equally as bad as Matt LaFleur. And I'm going to tell you why. The entire team looked ill-prepared. Ill-prepared, number one. And number two... Remember, they were a top-ten defense last year. Yeah. Top-ten against the pass, top-ten overall. Matt LaFleur replaces Mike Patton as your defensive coordinator. You bring in Joe Barry, who didn't have the greatest resume in Detroit, who didn't have the greatest resume in Washington as a defensive coordinator. Why the hell is he your defensive coordinator? Because their defense didn't look that great either.
1: Is D.A. Smith right? Yeah. I mean, Matt I LaFleur with... deserves a lot of yeah. the criticism today I think so. as we still reflect on that loss I think so and it goes back to again
2: the, the track record of 19 and 2020 and these games happen on occasion but the fact that it has happened every year of Matt LaFleur and Grant I mean he's bounced back from it he's gone 13 and 3 both years so going 26 and 6 is really damn good but it is a little concerning that there's been at least one of these games every year that he's been the head coach of the Packers
0: but the weird thing for me is the first game of the year that's the, the part. First game of the that's year. That's the part I you can't get over. To. Juice and you should be flying around, and this is awesome, and we finally have fans in the stands. I that that's the part I don't get.
2: That that's the part that has really boggled me and has really dragged me down because that's why I have a hard time moving past it, because when it happened. Uh, against the Chargers in 2019. It was like halfway through the year. When it happened against yeah. the Buccaneers last year, they were already 4-0. And you go, oh, okay, it's whatever. Well, they'll even move on, didn't they'll be it, fine. And,
1: and I, know I keep going back to this Vikings game as well, but wasn't there even talk about the Vikings game being a little bit of a trap game? Right, because you've had so much success in the division. You always beat up on the division teams. Minnesota's never really a threat to Green Bay's reign. And then all of a sudden, Dalvin Cook runs all over them. Wasn't there a big game the following week? Why am I thinking that we, we were concerned about it being a trap game? did they play who would they have played the next week somebody from the west somebody it doesn't matter the point is i think that we talked about how it was a trap game and that maybe they were overlooking the vikings to go on to whoever they were playing after that
0: yeah this is how the, that's typically how it happens you have a big win on a monday night or a sunday night or a national game and then you play not a layup team but certainly a lesser opponent and you get complacent
2: They but, Thursday but that's why i San always Francisco Francisco told
0: you thank you whenever yes. whenever we would play a a a very good team and beat them on the road or beat them at home, we knew that week was going to suck because Holmgren would be screaming because he knew what was coming, right? And that's why you nip this thing in the bud on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you know?
1: Is this one of the detriments of having a guy like Aaron Rodgers under center? Because he can erase a lot of the warts. He can erase a lot of the issues, right? You've always been able to rely on him that if you do get yourself in a jam, if you do get yourself down – He's bleeping Aaron Rodgers. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's one of the best to ever do it. He's going to be able to get you out of it. And do you think maybe Matt LaFleur kind of got a little bit too connected to his old eraser buddy? Got a little too connected to the, hey, whatever happens, Rodgers will fix it. Right? Like, and he, look, he has gone on record as saying, like, they're good because of Aaron. Not that he's the only reason that they're good, but Aaron Rodgers is a big reason why he's had success as a coach in the league. Well, with Aaron, they go to a different level for sure. Um
2: cuz I mean you take a look around the league and you see really good rosters around the league but if they don't have a quarterback that can make the you know make the whole thing go yeah they might be good but they're not going to be but th- th- those you know two, great
0: those two interceptions for Aaron Rodgers were so stupid Right? The second one, the one, was, the the second second, one reminded but, me of Brett. Well, the second one, this was the second one, right? And this is what he was talking about. He thought Devontae would influence the single safety a little more. Yep. Right? But Devontae couldn't because that guy was so far over. You ultimately have to run your route. But the only thing Aaron on that play should be looking at is the safety. If the safety doesn't move, hit the check down.
2: That wasn't even close. Yeah. It was right? very it was very Brett-esque. Where it was. It just, just kind of felt like ah, nothing's going right, screw it, let's throw it deep, see what happens. And
0: I think what makes it so frustrating is we have not seen that ever from him. Ever. Not very often. Not very often. Those are two bad picks. Yeah. So,
1: I don't know. I wonder if there will be a little more understanding as Rogers continues to age through the game of kind of how Brett carried himself and some of the things Brett did. Because remember when Rogers got in the league, interceptions were like, the thing you do not do, right? Because Brett had this history. The narrative was that he was a gunslinger and he was sometimes reckless with the football. And so Aaron kind of made it his mission never to be. I wonder as he gets a little closer to the end of his career, if he starts to see, like, sometimes you're just trying to make something happen. Sometimes you don't have the guys around you. Sometimes things aren't playing out the way you want them to. And you're just trying to make something happen. And the ball ends up landing in the hands of the opposing team. Might be. I just wonder. You know what I mean? I wonder if, like... Well,
0: sometimes you just can't do it because you're old. Right,
1: (laughs) you know.
0: I mean, I'd like to run a mile, and
1: you could run a mile,
2: not in five minutes. No, No. No. when was the last time you could run a mile in five minutes? Ever? Uh, never. Yeah, you're too big to be running a mile
1: in five minutes, my man. I mean, I bet you're quick, but that's 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 where it ends. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: That initial burst off the line of scrimmage, I bet it's great.
1: Oh my (laughs) arm!